Hey, Tony. Yeah? Here's a quick question for you. How has the COVID-19 pandemic affected you? Well, Dan, it, I mean, it hasn't. I mean, I, I haven't had COVID-19 and I don't have it. <laughs> no, I mean, how has it affected your lifestyle? What kind of changes? Wait a sec. Are you even wearing pants? Well, I can't. I can no longer go to the pizza buffets. That's the problem. What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Next to me is the pantsless Tony Shore. I'm going to talk about how COVID-19 has impacted us. I would like to keep it to the financial impacts, Tony, because this is a financial show. But I know you're going to talk to me about your how your eating habits have changed. I know that's going to happen. <laughs> well, so and you, you let's say, just get it out. You say you say <laughs> you say pantsless, but before we lose more listeners uh, or somebody throws up in their mouth, let me just first say uh, I am wearing shorts just not ah, pants. the short i meant the long short pants pantsless. the short pants yeah i'm wearing the short pants because i'm in my home studio and that is one way covid19 has affected me overall the effect of covid19 i think on everyone especially finances has been negative however there are some personal perks for me uh, i feel bad for those going through difficult times and it's affected everyone negatively but uh, one of the advantages is I'm working from home, so I don't have to put on pants and a fancy shirt every morning. It's t-shirt and shorts for me. So we joke about uh, not wearing pants. And if I have a Zoom meeting or a video meeting, I have the uh, Zoom shirt. They're called. That's a term now. Zoom shirt. People keep their Zoom, Zoom shirt. Yeah, people keep their Zoom shirts on a hanger on the back of their chair or you know on a doorknob next to them. And if they have a Zoom meeting, they quick. Uh, just throw on the buttoned collared shirt, the fancy shirt, uh, before they go on Zoom. So they they look like they're they've been dressed for work the whole day, but they really have been in a t-shirt. And then they oh. only see them from the neck up. So you just need a Zoom shirt handy in case your boss says, "Hey, I need to let's uh, have a Zoom meeting really quick, face to face." So I wonder if people have been spending less on clothing. They have. I actually read statistics. That's one thing they've been they've been spending less on a lot of things, which is obviously bad for the economy and for those businesses. Interesting. Huh. Well, I mean, we've done shows. I did a show with you on the CARES Act and the 401k loan rules and the subsidies. But I do like this idea. Let's talk more about the financial changes, personal financial changes. So clothing's a good one. I mentioned in the beginning you want to talk about food. Have you been ordering more food in than normal, or do you guys? I know everyone's eating out less. That's definite. But you mentioned in a previous show that you were cooking a lot, or your daughter was cooking for you. That was great. Yep. Uh, is that trend sticking, or are you guys now ordering in all the time? Um, we we do a little bit of both, and so so our our routines and habits as far as eating have been affected by COVID, and what. What we've been doing is we eat out, obviously, a lot less. We really don't eat out. We haven't since the COVID thing. And my wife and I used to work outside the house, so we'd eat at least probably two meals outside the house, at least lunch. 
uh, every mm-hmm. single day. So that would add up. That money is money saved. However, now that we're all home, we probably order in about three times a week. And we try to mm. keep it to that, but sometimes it can end up some weeks or four or five. Some weeks it's just one, maybe. Uh, but we are eating more at home. Uh, our grocery bill has gone up a little bit. Our eating out bill has gone down. So I would say food-wise, it's probably a wash, but it's just changed, right? Uh, and it for has. some people, it's like, for some people, they're spending a lot more because they're ordering out for every meal, uh, rather than going out, but it's still they're somehow spending more because of delivery charges. Other people, they're not eating out at all or ordering out, so they're, they're saving a lot of money. So I think it has affected everybody differently, but it has affected everyone. I think the restaurants are going to get really hurt by it just because, you. yeah, you might be ordering out more, but um, you're you're not there. And a lot of people spend more when they're there because oh, they're yeah. buying alcohol, yep. right? Yep. And then you're going to have all the servers. They're going to, my, my niece works Cheesecake Factory. Um, they're reduced hours significantly. And so you're going to have all these these people in the servers industry really looking for new jobs. Yeah, and they were living uh, off living off tips, which there are no more tips because people right. aren't eating out and tipping. So, so I think restaurants are going to close, and that's a lot of them have industry. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, sad. And, a hosp- and the hospitality industry is suffering too. Less oh, people going on vacations. That's huge. Yeah, there. I think that that's the industry probably hurt the most next to restaurants, or probably even more than restaurants. Airlines, obviously, cruise ships, hotels. Um, you know, theme parks, uh, tourist destinations, right? Yeah, we just did a show on um, early retirement packages with airlines being a big front and center on that one. Um, but maybe there's going to be great deals offered for us soon. Hey, you know, maybe Disney will be half price, so you only pay your firstborn child instead of all your children's life. <laughs> yeah, yeah you Disney. only have to you only have to remortgage the house once to make that trip to Disney <laughs> rather than uh, take out a double mortgage. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, but I, I in all seriousness, uh, what about the staff at Disney and, oh, and the hotel staff? I mean, the, really, billi- is- the billions of dollars that flow through the theme parks in the Orlando area. I, I can't I can't even f- d- fathom the amount of impact this has had on the Orlando area and employment in that area and those theme parks. But there's got to be a lot of people saving money, right? Because that's really quite an expense. Just going out to hotels, going to Disney and theme parks. Sure, the families, that's a lot of money. The families that aren't doing that, are it's a ton of money. I mean, you're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars per family that they would have spent on a vacation to disney or universal uh that they're saving uh of course some of that money gets spent elsewhere i noticed uh one thing i noticed i may have mentioned this before but i i laugh because every day i mean number one i'm working from home so i notice it more but i have worked from home a couple of days a week in the past so i've been around and worked out of the house before but i've never seen uh we live on a cul-de-sac and every time i've never seen so many delivery trucks in my life (laughs) and we live on this quiet cul-de-sac right that's got maybe six seven houses on it eight at the moment eight houses right so uh usually the if you see the ups oh which house is he gonna stop by today oh one and then on a a really banner friday maybe he drops off two oh two houses on the cul-de-sac got packages in one day that's that's huge now it's like i laugh because it's every house 
It's like maybe all but one. So of the eight, he stops at seven. He goes, drops off a package. You think he's going to go up to the end and turn around? Nope. He just goes to the next house, then the next, then the next, then the next. <laughs> so I think people are going nuts ordering stuff because they can't be out spending money or doing things. So people who are habitual or spending makes them feel good. They can't get out of the house. So they're ordering online. That's going to really hurt the small retail shops. Oh, huge. Yeah. But then again, if they switch to online, are people buying, you know, there's certain shops that you got to be and see and touch, right? Right. So, so they're, they're probably spending on less up. on household goods if they're not going out to buy it. They're buying specific things. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. So we but may be spending less there too. You, um, you're, you're into records. Yes. Vinyl. Yep. I'm I mean, a record what's going collector. on there? That's because I know record shops, which, you know, those are a oh. dying breed in itself, but, um, they must be hurting, right? Because don't you go in there and browse? I'm actually, I'll let you speak because I'm just, I don't want to insult you, but I'm assuming people <laughs> go in there and just kind of flip through. Yep. I remember going through and flipping through, yep. right? Yep. So you can't do that anymore. No, here's the or deal. Not as much. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give a, you know, I'm really into this, so I get excited about. It, but I think it is fascinating, even for people who aren't record and CD collectors or music collectors, but. Um, I'm a record store guy. I'm a, I'm a record geek and I collect vinyl records and I have a pretty big CD collection as well. But vinyl is just, I love vinyl. I always have since I was a kid and it finally made a huge resurgence and record stores that lasted through the death of the CD because of digital music right. were fine. Those who managed through that, uh, and didn't close a lot closed. Now we had seen stores over the past five years, new stores popping up everywhere because vinyl records are huge. And people had these warehouses full of vinyl uh, that hadn't sold in a while because of CDs. And now all this vinyl it was coming out. Um, our local store here uh, in Minneapolis, where I'm from, called a funny name, The Electric Fetus. But it's been there since 1963. Mm -hmm. And it's done well. But they were having their best years ever. In fact, uh, the last couple of years have been very good because vinyl records are, are making a resurgence. So every new album that you stream online is also being released on vinyl now. You can get pretty much any new album on vinyl. However, so are they struggling right now? Oh, they're, COVID? they're COVID has hit them so hard, Dan, because that was they were just they were on their way up and then COVID hit. And so many of those stores have now closed again. Uh, and, of course, all, all the stores had to close. Record stores had to close. In most states, uh, they, they closed uh, at least for COVID and then with plans to reopen. Now, uh, some of the stronger stores that had money saved up and were financially well run, a few of those in bigger cities are starting to slowly reopen with reduced capacity. The electric fetus is open again. However... So many people don't want to go out to the record stores. So many of these record stores have closed. So that's another small business that's been hit. But what I find the fascinating part to this and the punchline to the whole story, Dan, is not only it's one other area where uh, businesses are suffering and people are suffering financially. The music industry has just been crushed by COVID um, because it was the music industry overall had kind of been struggling anyway with uh, online streaming and free digital services how do artists get paid? That's a whole other game. But uh, the problem is, uh, the, well, not problem, but what's happened is 
there's so many record collectors now that are into vinyl. My 21 year old son is into it. So on Facebook of all places, all these sites have popped up and what's happening is some guys are who run these record stores who can't reopen or can't afford to stay open. They're taking their entire inventory and once a week or twice a week, they go on a Facebook live site like vinyl TV live is the name of uh, one of the largest Facebook vinyl auction sites and they auction off the records in their store. So they sit there in front of a camera and put the records up either in their store or in their basement. They have boxes of, you know, bins of records. They'll put like two up at a time and say, we're starting this one at five. We're starting this one at 20 because it's a collectible. And then people, the first person to type in somebody like I'll type in uh, $5 and they'll go, okay, I see Tony popped up there. He bid in the chat section on Facebook. He bid $5. So then the album is low ball Tony. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then it gets to 15 (laughs) and then I say out, uh, you know, (laughs) the Led Zeppelin uh, OG original copy out because it went over 15. (laughs) And it ends up going for sixty bucks. Some some go for big money. Some go for the no. They don't get any other bids. You get it for five bucks. So so are are I would think people are listening to more music because they're home. They are. Are you thinking that this is going to be a new way that people and it's not just records, but whatever they're into, are they gonna is it going to switch to online? Are people going to spend? Yep. yep. Already Without some touching and seeing. Yep. Already so many big record stores have closed. And some of these guys are buying out other record stores that can't stand business. So they're saying, I'll give you X amount for your entire inventory. Then they go online. And I know a guy in North Carolina, there's a store, Tony Stroud owns the record bar, it's called. And he started doing online sales. Now, some are just online sales, like it's a flat price, and whoever the first one is to message in gets it for that price. Others, right. others, there are, they do it auction style, but some of these guys tell me that they've sold, they made, they've sold more records in one day uh, online than they would all week at their store. So they're just going to do mm. it online. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But there is shipping. It's a, it's a lot bigger hassle because you have to ship everything out individually. Well, yeah. Cause your physical product, yeah. which brings another interesting idea about international shipping. A lot of stuff made in China are people going to be shifting their buying to made in the USA just out of necessity because nothing's available from outside, you know, right. Close the borders. Yep. But that's interesting that, so you're basically saying that the vinyl industry is adjusting. It's um, adjusting to the point where they've realized, wait, these online auctions are hugely popular. Now, when everybody goes back to work or they're able to open stores, Will it stay as popular? Because right now you've got hundreds of people logging onto these auctions. So there's they're at home. They're working. There's right. more competition uh, or they're working from home, which is right. the same as not working <laughs> for some. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to name names, Tony Shore and Dan Wendell. But the thing is, uh, these online auctions, most of the big ones are on the weekends or Friday nights, Saturday nights. Um, uh, there's a, there's a guy in Lebanon, Tennessee, who's been traveling around the South, buying out r- huge record collections and record store warehouses, and he has uh, he has a sale every Saturday night, the Lebanon Antique Store sale, and that's it's huge. He's made way more money than he ever did selling records in his store. So yeah, but that's and that's just like conglomeration or, or collaboration of one person just buying out and all the little ones that aren't savvy or just don't have the wherewithal. Yeah. See, that's the sad part for all industries. Yep. And that's the sad part because in a lot of these towns, 
you know, let's say a, a little college town, all the college kids liked going into their local store, buying records and browsing. And they'd find yeah. stuff they might not. So it's different, but it, you're able to somewhat browse on the online auctions because if they put up something, oh, wow, yeah, I'd like that record. No one's bidding on it. So, yeah. But, I mean, it is it is sad that all these businesses are going out. I mean, I know there's a lot worse things happening than records. It's just a hobby. Uh, but No, but it's it's a it's a good cross-section. It's just an example. Yeah, and it, exactly. And before, uh, before we have to change the show to record, Tony's record. Tra- yeah, you know, we can tra- get off that topic. Travels. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to ask you about events like mm, sports events, concerts. I know you used to go to a lot of concerts. Yep. Um, none. None. I saw Jim Gaffigan and I like him. He's a good comedian. Yeah. Funny, wholesome. He canceled his bus tour. I think it's it's like not it's postponed till 2021, like a yep. year out. Like, whoa. Um, so obviously if you don't play NBA basketball, all the NBA basketball players and owners are going to be hurt, right? I don't know if they, they'll probably get paid. Right? <laughs> well, no, but, wait a minute. But Let's, but let's not feel sorry like for NBA players and owners. <laughs> right, this is, that Come was the on. point I'm making. Yeah. Like, But all those local businesses and bars, restaurants around oh, the stadium. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, the revenue stream and its effect. Let's take the NFL. I think that's even a better example because it's the biggest uh, American sport as far as dollars and, and income and revenue. Uh, billions with a B of dollars are wrapped up in the NFL. And you think, well, those players and owners, who cares? It's not the players and owners, like you say, Dan. Good point. It's uh, like Minneapolis. We have a major team, the Vikings. Go Vikes. I love them. Skull Vikings. But And we have a big, brand-new U.S. Bank Stadium. Awesome. Super Bowl was there a couple of years ago. The, first the Vikings still play? I thought they yeah. didn't Green Bay that's, take over? That's them, great. Go. Yeah, that's that funny. The, are they the same as the Packers? Funny the same, stuff. Coming it's from, all the same so, to me. Funny you know. stuff coming from a guy in the Tampa Bay area. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to bring up the Buccaneers or so? Uh, so which one of us has a right to brag about our team? Neither. But uh, True. the thing is, um, uh, you know, the billions of dollars in ad revenue. So TV stations, mm. so marketing companies, so yeah. the marketing companies, the ad companies, the printers. Uh, there are printers that maybe a third to a half of their business is printing up material related to Minnesota Vikings because all the sponsors right. print up material with right. the Vikings logo on it or with the Tampa Bay Bucks logo on it. So if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't have a full regular season this year and the jury's still out, uh, how many people are that is that going to affect? So many, from tiny, tiny independent businesses all the way up to the big TV networks and media companies are going to take... Uh, and the bigger the company, the more money. I mean, imagine the TV ad revenues if they can't have games, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's going to really put – it puts a lot of people out of business, not just the players. That's a good point. And, you know, and then what? Then So you don't have a salary because you're not marketing, you know, the Minnesota Wild anymore. So right. what do you do? You know, you collect unemployment. How long does that last? Yeah. And next thing you know, you're dipping in to savings, taking on the more debt, retirement savings goes on the back burner mm. and that just gets yep. compounded. It's amazing. So I, I'm, I'm concerned, you know, how about school? If we don't send the kids back to school, you know, obviously the kids need that social interaction. I'm a big believer in that, but this is, you got to weigh the safety, but think about the dual earning families, which is a lot of people in this country. They can't afford to have both parents go to work if their kids are home. Yeah. 
It, right? It, they can't do if that. If you so have young children, s- you have to almost right, homeschool. So, yeah. Right. So now you can't work and school a kid. I mean, that's just, I, I know that from experience. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I mean, not done. Right. Right. So daycare centers might pop up and do well, but then you might yeah. start using up your sick time. Yeah. I think schools make, you know, uh, right now, as far as uh, like my son's college in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and my uh, daughter's high school, they're talking about having uh, classes again. And, and you know, baseball, uh, basketball, and football are all saying, oh, well, will at least have a season with no fans. So, uh, but the, the you know the jury's still out on all that. Uh, I think the one thing that isn't coming back anytime soon, uh, unfortunately, is concerts, and that's a whole other industry that has just been devastated because uh, sales of product isn't big enough for artists anymore to to make a living on uh, because streaming we stream the music and it's almost free. And so the artist gets almost nothing. Even the biggest artists, it doesn't add up to a lot. Uh, you can stream, uh, you know, oh, a million people stream my song. So let me see my check. I made $25. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, uh, $25 know, it's per million streams is not going to. And I'm I'm exaggerating maybe a little. Uh, the check might be a little but more I, than I, that. I, but it's not it's not like it used to be when you sold a million records, you got a check for a million dollars. That's it's not happening. You know, that. But I'm not happen. worried about those people. I'm not worried about the that's, artists. I'm worried about true. The, the vendors and the yeah. restaurants. Around but it's the, the touring industry that's really been supporting it. And that's done. And so the bus drivers. I don't think it's done, Tony. The bus we, we had we had the we had we're going to have. It's going to come back, and maybe it's outdoor. Yeah, maybe it'll be more outdoor yeah. stuff. So maybe it'll be bad for Minnesota during the winter. But I think it'll be um, next year. Honestly, I think we're done for the year. I think you'll see a few shows pop up, but most have keep postponed until next year. Almost every t- major tour, and and all the festivals pretty much are canceled. But but you do have a few country stars that have had <laughs> concerts, and they're getting lambasted for it. But. Well, exactly. And I think it, 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 then they get into the politics of it. But I think yeah. in general, people are fearful of losing their jobs. So financials are people are definitely changing. And I think it's going on long enough that this might be a trend and people will think twice before spending, which is great because they're always worried. And maybe I may, maybe this isn't going to last, you know, one one other point I want to make before we wrap up, Tony. And and, you know, because we're talking about how, the, you know, it, NFL players and owners are going to get hurt. I don't, with the bad guys, you know, yeah. super rich. But <laughs> right. let's talk about landlords. See, and this is, and I, I don't, I don't own rental property. Right. But you got people that can't pay rent, right? And then you got, the, what's the recourse? Uh, are we going to collect? Or are, are you going to? Or so are the landlords holding the bag? You got the Airbnb people that used to rent out. Now they can't. Yeah, because there's people pressure from society and social media and the government for landlords not to evict people. Right. And rental properties have been an amazingly powerful way to generate income for a lot of people. That's true. But when you start throwing in, like now, um, you can't rent it because no one wants to come on vacation or you're your people that are leasing from you can't afford rent. Yeah. And you have no recourse. Landlords are going to get hurt. Oh, bad. Airbnb um, has been devastated by it. I know. And a lot of people are in a cash flow crunch because of that, because are the banks going to say, yeah, the mortgage isn't due. So people that used leverage and and took out a lot of mortgages to get rental properties and now they can't get the rent, there's going to be some trouble there. So I'm not saying that rental is going to be gone, but that industry might weed out the 
people that were leveraged too much. And true, it's and and not all landlords are super rich, you know, moguls. They, they might have a couple of rental properties, and now they're barely scraping by, or they're hurting. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, all these things that we're going through as a result of the the coronavirus, um, we'll we're going to change and mold. And I'm it's going to be such a fascinating thing to look back on this 10 years from now and say, wow, remember when we used to do it that way and now we do it this way? I can't believe we used to do it that way. I make more money selling records online. Why did I ever open up a physical store? You know, those kind of conversations might happen. And I think we're in the middle of it now and it's tough to see from our level. But if you try and back up, man, we're all hurting. Yeah. And the key, we are. And I think the answer is for our listeners, Dan, and that's what you always tell us and tell me, is that the key is to have a plan in place and to make sure you have a financial plan moving forward based on where you're at right now and what we're going through. And for our listeners, uh, the the way to start and make sure you're on track or have a plan in place is to meet with a professional, a fiduciary like yourself. We talked about that F word last week, fiduciary, uh, right? And how can our listeners do that? You had to bring up the F word again. I did. You were going so well. I let you talk about records and then, <laughs> oh, vinyl. What am I supposed to Is it vinyl or is it records? What am I supposed to say? Uh, either. I mean, either. Uh, you can call it vinyl, but don't don't make the mistake. Some people do. They say uh, you collect vinyls. It's Vinyl is oh. plural without the S. <laughs> is that's that right? A, yeah. Okay. People, I hear that all the time. Vinyls. Oh. And I'm like, nope, that's vinyls. not. Nope. Vinyl. I collect vinyl, vinyl records uh, or and it's vinyl. I have a lot of vinyl. That's that's it's plural. It's not you don't add the S. Just an FYI. Little But little you had to bring up bit. the F word. Yeah, I did bring up the you, F you word know, too. Well, anyway, yeah, you're right. Um now's a time that people are a little stressed, so they don't want to make rash decisions. Financial behaviors are changing, things are forcing people to do different things, try new jobs, make new money in new ways, go without money for a while. And that's when you're stressed out, and that's when that's the worst time to make decisions. Give me a call. We'll talk through your situation and uh, take a step back and look at the big picture and see maybe you don't need to do anything rash because that's usually when the stuff goes south. So anyway, the number to call, 888-508-5935 or just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Thanks for a good show, Tony. And uh, again, thanks for, for clarifying that you are wearing pants. Uh, short pants. The topics on this show are wide-ranging yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.